Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Hopefully you had an enjoyable Memorial Day weekend. The opportunity to maybe take a moment to reflect on those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. And unfortunately, when we look at these markets today, it's not a pretty one, especially if you look at the grain complex. So we are going to start out with the positives, and that is the explosion that we saw in this lean hog market. We've got definitely higher numbers in the feeder cattle and live cattle as well. So some good news coming for our livestock producers, very much needed and positive news for them. Darren Fessler is joining us today with Lakefront Futures. So we got to start out with something positive on this Tuesday, and let's look at these lean hogs because they just came out of the market today and ended up finishing you know, with some beautiful numbers. Yeah, limit up uh, on the uh, the June, the July, the August. But you know, you, you, there's a lot of a lot of bad that has come before today. Let's put it that way. So these hogs have been really, really beat up. So to see this new expanded limit uh, where the the CME changed the limit, the daily ranges here. So this market coming into the day extremely extremely beat up now is is it going to make a huge fundamental big difference here or is this much more of a uh, a oversold condition where you know people are starting to short cover i think that's kind of on the latter half of things where you get the rsis and some of these momentum indicators so beat up where funds will just start flipping positions now with the price action that we've seen in corn and some of these other grains uh even soy oil soy meal any of this stuff has led way to higher in general livestock price here today strong strong prices in the cattle complex at the cash is continuing to be the king here cash is continuing to drive this market pullbacks funds know this their pullbacks are being bought and they're being bought with vengeance so again these higher highs and higher lows that we are seeing in this cattle are very constructively bullish still so the retail consumer is still paying for it there, the demand is still there the the numbers are still not at probably where they should be to really to calm this market down still got a lot of weather we don't know what the weather's going to do this year but again this is strong price again is it's all being led by this cash once cash starts backing up maybe we start to see a little bit weaker uh weaker board prices on cattle but in in general these are very very strong so again we continue to continue to be a little bit optimistic on cattle still um but again it it, it is it's these fats that i think need to continue to start to pay attention to what the feeders are doing because they're going to have to start keeping pace here because if you're going to be paying the cash prices for some of these feeders it doesn't pencil very well for these fats unless they can try to keep pace with what the feeders are doing so again uh, underlying story here of cattle and even hogs a very very bullish story so having said that did you think that this was going to happen this morning when you when you started looking at the markets from the overnight trade into the day trade well, as far as the grains, coming into today, we always had a, a little bit of bullish bias here until the weather changed, using some trailing stops on the spec side, telling our hedgers to, hey, reward this market every 20, 30, 40 cents if you haven't done so. Friday, we're implementing strategies. It just happened to be that this market came off today. Now, granted, that this market coming off today was kind of a little bit of a curveball, and, and the curveball was everything was fine in the overnight, and it wasn't necessarily fine in the beans, but Corn was holding its own, and, and and you look at the corn trade today. Uh, you, new crop corn only down nine, and you have some of this wheat market down twenty four and thirty cents, uh, thirty three cents really on thirty five on the July KC. Corn held up really well. I mean, when you have beans down forty cents, wheat down thirty, corn only down ten. That's a winner. I'm going to chuck 
up as a win. But things started to change here when the GFS this morning start, started to show a little bit more more moisture across Iowa and into Illinois. The funny thing was that model took about an inch, inch and a half out of northern Iowa in the noon run here. So the Euro model that had just run here tried to put some more rain into that eastern part of Iowa, maybe a little bit in Illinois, but we're, we're talking a quarter of an inch. We're, I mean, it's nothing like the inch or two that some of these models have predicted and, and, and then really have been continuing to be wrong here. So the Euro has been a lot more consistent here, and that's what I'm – that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that consistency. The GFS has not been consistent. One model run will show it's wet. The other one will show it's dry. So the models themselves are not agreeing. So the confidence is very low here about what may or may not shake up here. All we know as of today is there's a lot of chunk of the Corn Belt that needs some good moisture. Not saying it can't change, but to kill the crop in late May, I think it's a little early. I think we're going to continue to have this weather premium into this market here. So you're going to have these weather markets where you're going to be up 10, down 10, up 10, down. So either the volatility is starting to crank up in some of these things, especially in the September options where they're still a little bit over the Ds. But when I look at this from a hedger play, I still see think that given the Brazilian corn crop, which is a monster one, that safrina is going to be a record. If we have a good crop here, if the weather can change with our demand structure right now, we got to be rewarding these rallies. And that's what we continue to encourage producers as we go here. And it doesn't say we put throw all the eggs one basket, one price, scale in as we go here, take advantage of what we've recently seen. So is that why, part of the reason we've got some softer tones to our uh, basis right now for corn? I, I think so. I mean, it, it depends on where you're at locally. Now, there are some areas here in Nebraska that have some relatively strong new crop basis right now. I'm encouraging guys, if you're in these areas, maybe take a look at them. If you're 5 to 10 under, or maybe you're even for new crop, I would take a look at some uh, basis contracts and, and try to try to lock some of that in maybe not like again not throw all the eggs in one basket but you know a portion of one's crop but that's that's probably a wise decision at this point just in case we have a, a decent crop and I, I'm, hopefully we have a decent crop but as of right now there's still a lot of questions and, and i think that's what's kind of playing in back of some of these minds with, with some of these bases that i'm seeing all right, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we get ready for the second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell, what I like to call a Mon Tuesday after a holiday, because something crazy always happens on that combined day. More is coming up. We'll take a look at these more on these weather maps, what we're going to see for folks in the eastern half of Nebraska as we head eastward. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. As you've probably heard, there will be some changes coming for Fontenelle hybrids. Bear Crop Science has announced Fontenelle will be joining 10 Bear Seed brands to launch the new Enhanced Channel Seed brand. You'll get the same excellent products and service you come to expect from Fontenelle, along with expanded product offerings and increased agronomy support. You'll still be able to purchase your trusted Fontenelle products for 2024, and rest assured we'll work hard to continue to earn your business through this transition. Read and follow pesticide label directions, green marketing, and other stewardship practices. Fontenelle and channel our trademarks of bear group welcome back to the final final bell here in the rural radio network i'm susan littlefield we're continuing our conversation this afternoon with darren fessler darren of course with lakefront futures so you had been talking a little bit about these weather maps and we've got two different models that everybody looks at and like you said you and i neither one of us are meteorologists but we know a few and uh the focus of this weather has been if you get rain count your blessings if you don't Maybe it'll happen the next time. And as we look at eastern Nebraska into areas of Iowa and Illinois, 
this lack of rain is starting to really become a high concern. It, it, it is. It is. I almost wish I'd call some of my clients up in, in southwest Nebraska and say, hey, can we borrow a couple inches? I mean, these guys out by Binkelman and in the Dundee County area have just been downpours, and they just can't stop rain. I mean, they go from feast and famine to just nonstop rains. And now the, kind of the eastern part is like we caught some of these rains last year. Now we can't buy a rain. So Nebraska is a very unique right now. We're, we're coming off of that. Anything kind of just right west of the east of those Rockies just keeps getting all this rain. And whatever that dividing point is, it just it hits that line and it can't. It, much much stuff east of Grand Island hasn't been get, catching these rains. And they need to get into Pottawatomie and Mills County, that west, that far, far western Iowa, those counties, they're getting dry. Uh, I had some clients in Illinois send me some stuff. This is hardcore central Illinois, good dirt ground. The dust is flying. So now they're dry and our dry are obviously two different type of things. But when Illinois guys are getting dry and I'm seeing these images, seeing these videos, they're in a need for a drink too now granted they, they caught some of these early may rains, so they can probably get through this week it's going to be in the 90s there but by the end of this week and into next week if if some of these key growing regions don't start participating or these models don't start materializing and show some rain and you know and, and actually materialize you know, it, you have to continue to build and put some weather premium in this. Yes, you could talk about how weak the demand is and how big this Brazilian crop is. Everybody knows this right now. But there's still a big chunk of the U.S. that that needs some rain. And so to say that Brazil is the end-all, be-all, and, and we don't need any U.S. production is nonsense at this point. There's still This crop is not in the bin and is far from being made. So we're going to continue to scrutinize these models. Um, again, if they materialize, yeah, I think we could go much lower. Um, and much lower, we could easily go sub-5, you know, 450 if the funds really want to take it there. Um, but again, we got to get some of this demand picture to Im improve here. And so with the way that wheat has been performed here, now if the wheat market actually closed the month where it closed today, it'd be the lowest – uh, monthly close relative to corn that we've seen since 2013. So now you got to kind of the ideas are floating around here. Now does the feed take away the feed usage uh, on feed and residual? Does that start increasing on wheat and take away it from corn? So that's another bearish uh, could be uh, you know instrument for corn going forward. So again, it's 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 I'm not sure what moves the needle per se. Uh, crude oil being down over four percent here today is obviously not conducive for higher corn and, and commodities as a whole. Uh, but you, you look at the other outside markets here. You have the Malaysian palm oil markets that continue to decline. Our soy oil, soy meal markets continue to decline. So when I said earlier, corn being down nine, ten today, you. It didn't feel good, but you chalked it up as a win. Now, keep in mind, this market did settle seven cents off the lows here. Once these models started turning a little bit drier at noon, we tried to push, try to push higher, you know, closer to the it sessions in. So you, you got to encourage that. And again, how the models react here at six o'clock tonight hour, 
uh, with the GFS is going to be a big how we open tonight. But crop progress at uh, 3 p.m. Central time here is going to say a lot, too, here. Again, the market's looking for 82% uh, planted on beans, 92% on that corn. But we're going to have our first good to excellent ratings out. Now, the market's going to be thinking somewhere around 71%. So, obviously, the good to excellence are going to be into the back of traders' minds as well moving forward. So, as you and I, if we could rewind back to a conversation that we had in March, um, you – and, and many others have said this is probably one of the stiffest weather-related markets we've had to deal with in a while. Oh, for sure. I mean, we've had we came off the last couple of years where a lot of we had inflation, we had war, we had obviously some supply issues uh, around the world, not just that environment shifting and inflation starting to come down a little bit you see the crude oil market just really choppy trying to find any sort of direction and but when i look at the direction of commodities i always go back to the goldman sachs and the bloomberg commodity indexes and if they continue to show negativity or the weaker trend it's going to be hard for some of these issues to uh, you know the the corn and the bean the wheat market to really gather steam unless you do have some uh, have some crop issues but uh, again do we have a bigger issue on hand? I guess it's time only time will tell. All right. Best way for folks to get a hold of you. They can reach me directly at 312-858-3668. And they can always find me on Twitter at DDF Alpha. All right. That is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. As we always remind you, commodity futures and options involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable for all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.